Hello, and welcome to One Good Thing. I'm Paul Salt, and I'm afraid my co-host, Paul Goodman, is away this week. He's posing as a Swedish sound engineer, deep undercover in the LA Gorstep scene. Luckily, before he started dropping the filthy wubs, we recorded a mini-episode. We'll be back to normal episodes next week, but until then, please enjoy the one quick thing. Hello, and welcome to The One Quick Thing, the podcast that quickly tries to find the one experiment subject who will go on a murderous rampage. I'm Paul Salt. I'm Paul Goodman. And today we shall return to Mill Creek Entertainment's Gorehouse Greats for a quick gooder. gooder. Woo! Woo! That's right, we're on disc three, side A. Fuck yeah, that's where all this stuff goes on. Jerry Sangiliano's 1991 sci-fi thriller, Brain Twisters. About sinister mind control experiments being conducted on high school kids in their 30s. Uh, there are no critical reviews that I could find. Um, however, Sarah Prisbilla, oh, oh yeah, a super reviewer at Rotten Tomatoes, uh, says horrible acting and a dumb storyline. Mm. That's You see, it's conciseness that they respect over at Rotten Tomatoes. That's how you get to be a super reviewer. Oh. That's how you get into all the clubs. I send you that badge. Get in there to the back rooms. The rooms that we don't talk about. They gave you a badge? (laughs) I didn't get no badge. I know, right? Meanwhile, uh, over at Amazon.com, which is the American equivalent of Amazon.co.uk. Oh. Yep. um, Has Tara Deuces, who says... A slow-paced movie with... And then it looks like they were meant to finish that later and didn't come back to finish the with. Ah, So it's just a, a slow-paced movie with... That could have been anything. Yeah. Also... With, withholding? <laughs> withholding love. Withheld. With Nail and I? With Nail and I. A slow-paced movie with Nail and I. A slow-paced... Five mo- stars. <laughs> a slow-paced movie with or without you. Oh. There's there's a lot to mine in this out of this one. There is. Let's I keep going. Do <laughs> you suppose any of them are funny? Only, only time will tell. <laughs> We've got half an hour. Let's do this. <laughs> That's very much the attitude of brain twisters. Let's just keep going on, <laughs> and then maybe someone will engage with what we're doing. Would um, that it had taken half an hour. <laughs> Paul, you creepy high school scientist. Hello. Hello. Uh, tell me something that you, that twisted your brain about brain twisters. It was very much a movie of its time. That oh, time being 1991. Again, um, <clears throat> a, an era of full motion video. Yes. Um, specific, specifically full motion video video games. Yeah. Well, a full motion video also existed. I'm pretty yes. sure that's, that's film. Yes, but, um, <laughs> sp- yeah, specifically full motion video games. Yeah. Um, FMVs, if you like. Yes, if you will, to the layman. <laughs> to the layman. Yeah. A professional wouldn't know what the fuck you're talking about <laughs> if you said FMVs, Adam, but the layman? Oh, no, he- you mean full motion video? <laughs> no, a fucking, um, programmer or video game designer would just spit on you. would be like, <laughs> we call them Cthropolophyses. <laughs> we call them Watchies. You peasant. <laughs> Yes, it, it had that had that feel about it. It was, it was full motion. It was full. It was it was full motion and a V, and a V, and the soundtrack had one note to it. Except <laughs> for the times when there were fifty eight notes all being played at once, <laughs> in a crazy soundscape of madness. Kind of felt like um, 
the the guy had no fucking clue what he was playing on the, on the keyboard <laughs> and he was just doing whatever notes he felt would get across or, or just no that the notes didn't matter it was more the speed I, at, at which they were being played i absolutely refuse to believe that someone involved in this film didn't know what they were doing well, i'm gonna have to you, fight for it then yeah that, that's a, that that is slander sir how dare you insult jerry san giuliano <laughs> You well, monster. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't set out to do that, but <laughs> you have done. That. Yeah, it's too late now. <laughs> okay, so what happens in this this ninety one minute long nineteen ninety one film? Three things happen in this ninety minute <laughs> long film. Oh Christ! What was the first? The first was there is a a brain machine. A brain. There's machine. a brain machine. A brainer. The film starts. With us, um, being us. subjected to, with us, um, <laughs> shot of us in the lounge. Like, what, what? what is just, this? And then it showed us getting our brains fucked by Jerry San Giuliano. Yeah, there's somebody strapped up to, you know, you know, a brain machine. You know, a brain machine. I have a brain machine. There's all the little pads on the head. Yeah. And they're looking at a screen. And on the screen are some flashing lights, some excellent sounds being pumped oh, yeah. into the room. Some really top quality sound design there. <laughs> After a couple of minutes of, of this, this strangely hypnotic yeah. um, sense experience, Dr. Rothman, who yeah. is what, the main guy of the film, I think. he um, Well, yeah, protagonists are hard to come by in this. Yeah, he's the closest we come to it because I felt the most when he was on screen. <laughs> it was I his think. journey That's through how it Psychedelica. Yeah, it was his, it was his descent yeah. and, dare I say, ascent. Yeah, so Dr. Hoffman is conducting experiments on a young lady yes. whose name we do not learn. Mm-hmm. Um, we do get confused about her uh, shortly, but we'll come back to that. And oh. he has, <laughs> he has, yeah, uh, done this brain treatment using his yes. brain machine, his brainer, on this young lady, this lovely young lady. Um, and he asks how she feels, and she says, I feel fine. Mm. Oh, really? You've just been subjected to my brainer. Are you sure? Sure you're okay? Yes. I feel quite fine. Hmm. So she leaves. Yeah. He goes back to teaching his... Oh, no, he gets a phone call from Mr. CEO Man. Yes. Uh, Mr. Not Quite Hos- Bob Hoskins. Yeah, he sounds like Robert Vaughn. <laughs> he sounds like Robert Vaughn. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, there's a whole... Get ready for the name checks in this one, guys. Um, so, Dr. Evil Scientist, who looks an awful like William Fickner's just stolen Casey Affleck's smile. Yes. Um, and is speaking using the um, father from the Christmas tree's voice. You're way out of line if you suspect Ted murdered his girlfriend. Um, tells the CEO to go screw himself after the Mr. Bob Hoskins CEO tells him that he's withdrawing funding from yes. his program. We don't know what the program is. No. Just that it involves braining. Yes. A fair amount of braining. Hardcore braining. Yeah. Um, Chick leaves, only to be looked at leeringly by creepy janitor man. Yes, John Cusack. Yeah, creepy John Cusack janitor man. Yeah. William Fickner Christmas tree voice goes back to school and does a Casey Affleck smile at some people. Yes. Uh, Humiliates a woman who shows up late. She shows up very late, though. She she shows up 15 seconds before the end of the lesson, Paul. (laughs) That's quite late. But, um, But you know what? Put the effort in. Yeah, still came in. That's that's true. She showed up. Partial credit. Um, but then luckily she's saved by the bell. It's a bit of a, it's it's one of those Deus Ex Mackin bells, isn't it? Where 
the the bell ends the so bell and the because the scene had to end. Yeah, they run out of things to to do. This is after the, this is after the Professor um, Christmas Treeman was <laughs> um, Doctor Christmas Treeman. I'm very sorry. Where's his degree? Didn't, didn't, I didn't, <laughs> oh, I didn't see one. Yeah, <laughs> so, let's see your certificate, Rotman, <laughs> Professor Rotman. Yeah. Anyway, more more on that as well later. Um, <laughs> Class comes out, and we are introduced into some of our into some of our players. Just <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, Ugh, it's horrible. Uh, our main character is Chloe Sevigny. Yes, or looks an awful lot like her. Um, yes, she has a friend. Now let's get let's get this right. Yeah, she has a friend, Molly Ringwald. Molly Ringwald, uh, who has a boyfriend, Ginger Gingerhead Man. Um, Sherman from American Pie. Uh, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Then there's Yvonne, who is a sexy young lady, who is not Chloe Sevigny's friend, nor is she introduction chick. No, but she might be Rosario Dawson. Right. That would be excellent. Yvonne goes off with her boyfriend. Yes. We don't remember his face at all. He looks like Ben Barnes. Um, They go off, and the next important thing that happens is that Molly Ringwald um, decides not to sleep with her tall ginger-haired man from American Pie. Yeah. Shirley. Sherman. Sherman. Shirley Sherman. Shirley Sherman. Shirley Shermanigans. Yes. Um, he goes off in a huff, and yep. Molly Ringwald comes in alone. We are shown an excruciatingly long scene of her just messing around in her house. Yep. She's uh, got a cat. She's got a... Uh, does she have a cat? No, it's a teddy bear. Yeah, it's a teddy bear that looks like a cat. Yeah. She has also a teddy bear that looks like a teddy bear. And te- a cat te- that looks like a teddy bear, which is monstrous. The teddy bear was played by... What's, what's the name of um, Kevin Spacey's cat in... Is it Mr. Fluffy Pants? Yeah. Mr. Fluffy Pants. <laughs> Um, it was yes. a tour de force. Yes. Meanwhile, someone quickly sneaks in and murders her. Well, she's approached by a cameraman, isn't she? That's right. The cameraman quickly sneaks in and murders <laughs> her, and desperate to try and make something happen in this film he's caught filming. Yeah. Um, Chloe Sevigny turns up yep. because they've got aerobics class. That's right. She did remind her. Yes. And so she comes in and Molly Ringwald is hanging by the neck. Yeah. Hanging by a fucking neck. Yeah. So um, Detective shows up. Detective. Yeah. Um, well, you've got Detective John Lovitz. Yeah. He's not great. He kind of sucks, as you'd expect from Detective yeah. John Lovitz. And then you have Detective Harvey Keitel, Bill Pullman. Pullman. Also William Fickner. William Fickner, yes, to a lesser degree than Doctor. He, he just, yeah, William he's Fickner. just got a bit of like a, like a, like a worn look <laughs> <laughs> about him. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Fickner. Which, which. He looks rough as fuck like William Fickner does. <laughs> it's just William Fickner has a very thin face and on anyone on anyone else it might look worn or anyone who doesn't have eyes that can peer through your soul yeah um, like Mr. Fickner like Mr. Fickner Dr. Fickner Dr. Fickner in real life um, um yes and so they are asking some questions and they learn about the boyfriend yeah um so um detective uh Keitel detective Keitel Pullman and Chloe Sevigny yeah. decide to pretend to be diners yeah, at a restaurant. Like, oh, where does the boyfriend live? Oh, I don't know. I just know him from school. Okay. Mm. What's his name again? I'll just go to the school and get his information. Yeah. No, 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 no. Sorry. That's not what gets said. Um, do you know his number? No, I don't know his number. That's okay. I can just go to the school. No, sorry. Damn it. <laughs> where does he work? Oh, he works at this place. Okay, fine. I can just go there and ask for the guy who matches the description and the name you just gave me. Yeah. No, no. Ah. Uh, oh. Please have dinner with me in the place where he works so that we you can point him out to me and I'll question him whilst he's working. Yes. That that's police, of course. police procedure. I remember now because it was very smooth. Yeah. 
And then while he's doing this, um, the, the the sounds of a pinball machine yeah, get increasingly yeah. louder until it's it's sort of the the the, the dominant sound in the in the in the hot in the yeah yeah. It was, the it was there the whole time, like the minute yeah. they came into the scene, but it just creeps up. Yes, and then, until it's all that Ted can notice can notice with his yeah with his Ted. It's all I can notice. <laughs> and then he um, <laughs> and then after that, wonderfully cryptic phrase. He um. <laughs> He, he he goes to strangle Detective Kaitel Pullman. Yep. Um, I think. Yep. And, and, he, and gets, then he No, 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 no. no, no he strangles, no. A, he strangles a, waiter a waiter, and Detective Harvey Kaitel uh, Bill Pullman yeah. pulls him off. Yes, and um, Sherman pushes him aside with superhuman strength, and then runs and runs out of a window. Yeah, runs right out of that window, <laughs> <laughs> um, much to Seven Years' chagrin. Uh, that's the end of that part of the story. We'll yes. call it Chapter One. A puzzle of what the fuck. <laughs> now begins part two. Chapter eight. Ambling. <laughs> it's um, a 70 page chapter. Okay, so now what's... The, okay, so this is very episodic, this. I think basically a lot of the next 20 minutes is taken up by the fact that Kaitel Pullman d- doesn't think that this is an open and shut case. Somehow yeah. he feels there's some questions left to be answered by this <laughs> baffling double suicide. Yes. Um, much to his superior chagrin, so he he looks into um, Doctor Rotman, who he refers yeah. to as Professor Reichman, yeah. sort of sarcastically implying that he's German and therefore evil, and then uh, and therefore a, a character from um, they saved Hitler's brain. Yes, <laughs> um, yes. In talking to Detective John Lovitz, he realizes he discovers that Professor or Doctor Rotman, whatever, yeah, had. Signed off on the body and, oh, that's and right, had and had Sherman's stuff. body delivered to him <laughs> to his school and and for one thing, Doctor Kaitel, <laughs> Officer, <laughs> Officer Kaitel Pullman Senior, yeah, he 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 is fine with the um the procedural aspect of this. Yes, he's like, okay, that's fine. I get why you did that because we know that as policemen, we we just have to sign the body away to whoever comes in first to claim him. Hang on a minute, we haven't autopsied that yet. Sorry, mate, got the paperwork. Yeah. Oh, always the paperwork. Should have gotten that autopsy in earlier. Yeah. Shouldn't have had lunch first. We'll we'll learn one of these days. One of these days. So he goes. No, oh, now I've got to go to the Doctor Rackman and um, ask him very nicely yeah. if we can have the body back, please. <laughs> and he and and so he does this. And Doctor Rothman goes, "Yeah, sure. I've got his brain now. You can have the body. I don't, I don't care." <laughs> well, he, he literally says, "I don't care about the the body." The rest of him. Yeah. yeah. Can we um, have the brain too, please? We need yeah. that as well. Uh, oh. So 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 he gets That's it. My brain. But then Doctor Rothman comes in with like a like just proof that legally he is allowed this this brain. <laughs> so he gets he gets that. And there you go. Yeah, he Thanks, he, he, he walks ch- out. Yeah, with with that in like one of those paper grocery bags <laughs> that you get from Walmart. Yeah. Um. Meanwhile, <laughs> what's his fucking title? Um, Knight Sir Kaitel Pullman. Oh yeah, um, detective. Detective Kaitel Pullman is really really interested in sleeping with um Chloe Savigny. Yes. Yes, he who is. Who is a minor. Who is a minor, and so, yes, he instigates a romance with her. Meanwhile, whilst he's trying to seduce an underage girl, an underage girl is trying to seduce um, Professor Fickner um, Casey. Yes. She is unsuccessful in her attempts to seduce him because she's having trouble with her assignments. Yes. 
Um, That's not the reason that she has trouble to seduce him. Yes. No, no, no. She's trying to seduce him because... Although, to be honest, maybe if she was better at his, her assignments, he would have been more interested. Yes, like, she would have oh, paid more attention to psychology. I see you're not as stupid as I thought you were. Here's my penis. I'm do, having do a great time. Do with it as you will. <laughs> so, instead of that, because she's an idiot, apparently... Um, he says, look, I don't want to have sex with you. I do want to completely turn your brain inside out, though. And she says, oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I'm with that. Yeah. Um, don't worry, it's going to be a very pleasurable experience, he says to her. Oh, okay. Well, yes, he fine. does. Um, she goes through her first session of that, and during the fucking session mm-hmm. in which he brings this woman down, who is Yvonne, as we've spoken about earlier, the, yeah. I think. Rosario Dawson. Rosario Dawson. Rosario Dawson is brought down and shown a shimmering light with intense noise, mm. and we we match fade from that shimmering light to the water of a pool, and a woman who is, to be honest, does not look that much like Rosario yeah. Dawson. And yet somehow we fucking were convinced it mm. was still her, emerges from the pool. Yeah. She is the chick from the beginning of the film. Yes. Who said she was fine when asked. She has gone swimming with Chloe seven years, I guess they're friends. Yes. Her boyfriend shows up, takes them out, etc. Anyway, culminates in her at a party, having a bath. Yeah. When suddenly she notices some electricity, some light, something. Some fucking thing. Some fucking thing. And she goes off in a trance, and she goes downstairs, gets a pair of scissors, walks across the party she's having, across the party, and just stabs him to death with the scissors. Yeah. She also cuts another guy's throat off. That's right! Yeah. Yep, she does a couple of those things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nasty. Mm. Then mm. afterwards, she sort of comes to her senses and screams, and is last seen wheeled into an ambulance. Yes. Last we see of intro chick. Yes. Her story, everyone. That's that's the end. Another one. Alanya. Alanya. Another one over. <laughs> that's her. Okay. Back to... <laughs> which which Fred would you like to pick up now? The detective does manage to convince Chloe Seven you to um, spy on his operation because she's working for him, we should say. Oh, yeah. She's working for him, so um, which is putting her through college. Um, so she steals a VHS videotape, which dates this a little. Uh, that's mm-hmm. where the science is kept. Um, and she runs off with it. At some stage, the people at biotech decide they're just going to clean house. Yeah. Uh, they fired William Fickner at the beginning of the movie, but only now do they think, actually, he might be continuing his crazy make-teenagers-murder-everyone experiments mm. all along, which is why so many teenagers in this tiny town are dying. Yes. So they shoot him to death. Yeah. Find that a videotape is missing. Does anything happen? I mean, John Cusack is the one that kills William Fickner, right? Yeah. And then Detective Paul Keitel drives into John Cusack. That's right, he kills him with a car. Bends him in half of the car yep. against a tree. And then it eats him with that car. Yes. Um, excellent special effects. And then Yvonne. Yvonne, that's right, yes. Rosario, Rosario Dawson. That's right, she comes back in order to use the machine because it she's was had just a taste so of the science great. and yeah. it was delicious. It tasted like um, a hundred cherries. Yep, and now she needs some more of that tasty, tasty science. Yeah. So she cranks it up to a hundred. Yep. Uh, which is a bit foolish, because if I had a machine that could cause me unlimited pleasure and I suddenly found it unattended, I'd start at 70 mm. and work my way up to it. Just, you know, take your time. Light yeah. some candles. Indulge yourself. Absolutely. But she goes right up to 100, yeah. because that's how Rosario Dawson lives her life. Yeah. If it would have gone up to 111, she'd, she'd have done, done that too. Yep. Um, as a result, she goes absolutely insane and kills her boyfriend. Yep. With her nails? 
with her nails. She just claws his neck open with these yeah. crazy nails of hers. Uh, then she is found sat catatonic on a chair by Kaitel Pullman, who came looking for Fickner. Um, never finds him. I guess Fickner just ceased to exist after we were shot. Um, finds her in the chair, decides it's not really that interesting. Yeah. Wanders off with Chloe Sevigny, only for her to spring back alive and come have a nail at them. She go, well, she, she goes for the, she goes for the Biotronics guy and she murders him. Oh no, that's later on. She fails to kill. Um, detective and seven ye. Okay. And so later on, she's just inexplicably with CEO Bob Hoskins, where she just murders yes. him, and that's the end of that. Yes, that that's the end of that. And then the film ends. The film ends, and we are shown a little boy. Yes. In his room, playing a video game. Yeah. And it's the same flashing lights, mm-hmm. the same swirling colors, yeah, and the same noises. And his mom calls him down for dinner. And he turns around and he screams at her in a minute. Mm-hmm. And it's revealed that all along, all the way through this, this weird computer program that causes people intense pleasure, but cr- also drives them insane and makes them mm-hmm. really aggressive. All this time, they've been refining an addictive video game. The game is called Tomb Raider. <laughs> <laughs> the game Wait. is called Brain Twisters. And some excellent sci-fi disco comes in, (laughs) and that's the end of the film. What a film, Paul! Wow, (laughs) what a film! Holy shit! Um, Yeah, this might have been the dullest film we've ever done. Duller than Battlefield Earth. Yeah, I mean Battlefield Earth. We laughed Mm. several times. Yes. Um, for for this film, we laughed once. Yes, with the ice creams. I laughed a couple of times because of William Fickner's fantastic eyebrows. Right. He had complete and total control over his eyebrows at all times throughout the film. Yeah. And his voice was so boring mm. that it was frankly hypnotic. The butchery of psychosurgery or the destruction of healthy brain tissue through lobotomy. Now school There's no more scientific bad, basis huh? than the Salem witch. You're way out of line if you suspect you're hitting on this girl. How can you consider extermination for all the time? Dr. Armadjad signed an agreement leaving his remains. Now you're treading in my field, Mr. Yes, um, here I've, I've written down um, Rothman slash Fickner's performance is so... And I couldn't finish the thought. <laughs> um, I didn't get any further than that because... It's intense in how unintense it is. I mean, absolutely no emotion. No. No emotion at all. Well... Except for, except for two, or, two or three moments. Except for ice cream excitement. Ice cream excitement. The excitement and, of ice cream anticipation. And then later on when he's trying to beat down the door um, to get to Chloe Seven. Yeah, when he's scraping at the door. He's scraping at the door, and I do think of Lynch in the in these moments. It was the kind of thing that would be done intentionally by David. Yes, Lynch. the low tech special effects were very Lynch. Yeah, the sort of fuzzy sort of things, and the slight digital feel to everything was quite Lynch. I mean, the soundtrack had that bad lamenty dirge as well. It was, <laughs> it was these like these um, elongated notes. Yeah, um, played to very little activity on screen and yeah. very dispassionate or like detached characters. Yeah. Um, seem with sometimes seemingly no connection yeah. between them. All the scenes. Yeah. Um. So I mean, what, Paul, what's the difference between this and David Lynch? I ask you. <laughs> well, the thing is, it it really does just come down to the boredom of it. Because mm. here's the thing: if I talk about this premise 
the premise here is a man has been hired by a special company to develop a scientific technology for controlling people's brains for reasons we don't know. Mm. And it turns out that this thing is incredibly pleasurable to students, but is also making them more aggressive. And that is manifesting in the way in which they treat each other and ultimately culminating in incredibly violent activities between the kids. Mm. Um, and then, which leads them to turn against the science people. And it then turns out that actually all of this was a commentary on video games. Mm. Surprise! You know, like, holy fuck, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. That's great. That's a really cool premise. And imagine the scenes you could have of, like, high school kids where you establish them and they're all good-natured and sweet. And then they get hooked on this machine that Mm. they're using for various reasons, like um, Stephen King's Needful Things. They're all secretly going to see Fickner and get some sciencing done on their brains. Yeah. And they're just, they're, they're being corrupted. And it is a, f- a thing about, and eventually the reasons don't even matter anymore. They're addicted and they're going back and back and back. There's a great movie in there. It's a shame they didn't make it. Yeah, well, the only thing that we saw about the addiction was when um, Rosario Dawson came back that yeah. one time to do it. Every other time it was just people were immediately fine immediately conditioned into reacting to these to these images yeah i don't agree that video games causes uh, kids to act violently no violence um, would beget violence yeah I, I believe that if if you look at any kid who has performed an act of violence and you see that he has video games in his house that's no more telling than the fact that he has a fucking sink in his house most yeah. kids have video games in their house it, there's not necessarily a causal connection there yeah it's a it's a it's there's a syllogism there which you yeah. have to really be careful about absolutely but i love that as a reveal the idea that this yeah. is a gus a gus van san elephant style uh commentary mm. on the impact of video games on kids this whole time and you didn't know it that's yeah. I love that. Um, yeah. If only, if only it had been a, a, a I don't know the, this this movie. The story they tell isn't high school kids getting co- hooked on science. Yeah. It's hard boiled detective Harvey Keitel yeah. tries to bring down smug, arrogant William Fickner professor. It's a cat and mouse game for it's the a, uh, gen- for um, video games generation. A cat and mouse game with no twists. <laughs> There's nothing. They just he will show up and accost him and say, "I don't like what you're doing." And he'll say, you can't do anything about it. He's like, I know. <laughs> it's a, and that's a it. very that- sleepy cat and mouse. <laughs> it happens about five times. It was a science experiment where they fed the cat Thorazine <laughs> and the mice also got fed Thorazine. And then they just stepped back and filmed it <laughs> and then took notes. And then wrote a script. And they it found just- that science was the real winner. <laughs> Let's hear it for science. <laughs> We're pretty agreed on what was wrong with the film. Yeah. Shall we quick fire some? And, and also, I think we're also agreed on what was good about it. The premise, mainly, yeah. but it's just needed better execution. Shall we quick fire? Yeah, let's quick fire this. Cool. Um, the computer torture scenes I found suitably hellish. Hmm. Like the weird pixelization, the awful bombardment of sound. It was like, it was really unpleasant, hmm. which I could get into. Yeah. Um, I, in those scenes, I really liked the, the 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 visuals and the sound design. Yeah, there was just something kind of hypnotic about it, mm. and just a little bit, a little bit, uh, a little bit abrasive and beautiful all at once. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd like to think it was intentional. Any time that a character freaks out, and that's Gingerhead Guy with the pinball machine, it's um, woman unnamed intro woman in the car wash and in the bath scene. I really like those sequences. They were really intense, they were really uncomfortable, mm. and they built well, and they were handled well. There were some good special effects in there, good direction. Mm. 
yeah, they went well, and it was a good sort of I'm going insane thing. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> There's a quick exchange in the car between um, Chloe Sevigny, nameless girl, and nameless girl's boyfriend Bobby Briggs. <laughs> yes. Um, when he asked them for a threesome. Oh yeah, and it's and it's 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 brushed off with some cool chit chat, and it kind of felt like it was uh, weird that you mentioned Gus Van Sant earlier because mm. I mentioned. Um, I thought it was uh, kind of like something out of a Gus Van Sant film. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like a like ma- like maturely handled and um, well done. Good stuff. Um, in the scene where um, nameless girl <laughs> intro girl stabs her boyfriend to death. Uh, no, cuts the guy's throat. Everybody runs for the door, including the boyfriend, and they can't get through it quickly enough. And there's a static shot above the door showing the crowd underneath us trying to get out. Uh, but they can't because the door just isn't wide enough, and so people are kind of filing out mm. while she's walking up slowly to the people who can't get out. Yeah, and it's really fucking creepy. Mm. And then she just she stabs the boyfriend who wasn't quite visible. Yeah, um, still quite menacing the way it's shot with a, a stationary camera. Um, my my last my last one good thing is Laurie or Chloe Sevigny. Yeah, I thought she was pretty good. Yeah, I thought she actually um was a natural. Yeah. Yeah, there was a moment when um Kaitel Pullman w- was asking her something and she sort of brushed it off yeah. with a you know just nonchalant um 16-year-old girl way. <laughs> and um yeah, it's very very natural. It was like what a human would do. <laughs> and um after after that, yeah, she was quite it's quite in- something quite endearing about her. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I have one last good thing. Okay. It is Dr. William Fickner. Right. Terry Laundry mm. as Dr. Philip Rothman, or um, Professor Rothman. Yeah. And he was occasionally referred to it by anti- um, anti-Germans. Um, I really liked his performance. The minute he showed up, he spoke like Christmas Tree Dad with his fabulously boring mm. voice and his yeah. lack of expression. He had a creepy fucking Casey Affleck smile. <laughs> Casey Affleck smile is actually lovely, but if yeah. you take it and put it on William Fickner, <laughs> it's, it's all quite, kinds of wrong. It's, it's unnerving. Yeah. It was very upsetting, and he has the most marvellous eyebrows, um, which he could use to create a whole plethora of emotions um, within me. Not within him, yeah. very crucially. Within me, he could mm. excite me, he could arouse me, <laughs> he could, like, Vaguely, what are the emotions? Tickle. I I don't know, man. For me, fear is fear. <laughs> it was just, it was just spike of fear after spike of fear. Yeah, he was, he was unsettling. Mm. He was very frightening in the way he used to just predatorily look at people. Mm. I mean, it was an unintentional meisterwerk of just atrocity. What <laughs> wasn't it? It was um like. If only it were intentional. Like, like <laughs> oh, a lot of this how film. How do you mean intentional? Well, if he meant to play it like that. I think he did. He played it fucking creepy as fuck. I don't, f- I don't feel like he did it out of talent though. <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel like he, he, he did it in the same way that, you know, you wouldn't see him Daniel Day Lewis style, like walking around <laughs> set addressing people like that. Maybe you would, but if it, if you did, it's because that's who he is in real life. <laughs> I feel like there was a performance here, and I feel like it was a really good one. Like, one that was really capturing the idea of menace and a crazy doctor who maybe has spent a little bit too much time around his own machine. When fucking radiated his, in- like, the interesting part of his lobe out. <laughs> um, but he was so hypnotically boring as the film. <laughs> 
I shall. It was like mm, a lava t- lamp. <laughs> today, I shall be incredibly boring because <laughs> I am a good actor. Well, no, okay, yeah. So in that respect, it was unintentional because I think he was going for just really mystique. relaxed. Yeah, like mystique and really super relaxed yeah. of just. You wouldn't be trying to escape now, would you? Mm. I've just, you know, nothing worries him. He's unfazed. But that ended up just being... But the scene in the nightclub, he kind of lets loose. Like, he kind of just cracks a little and goes a little full-on crazy. For that scene alone, I'm willing to accept that he's the greatest thing in this film. (laughs) Um, Because that had to have been intentional. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for listening to One Quick Thing. Mm. Um, yep, find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Gmail at OGTPod. Uh, we'll be, uh, we'll be back after this with a proper episode. Yep, a full length episode for you lucky people. Whoobity doo. <laughs> Wim wham. Wim wobby wobble. Thank, um, thanks for sticking with us for these two. We're trying something new. Um, just yep. to, just to sort of, um, make up for me being away. <laughs> yep, if you'd like to return, if you'd like for us to return to Mill Creek Entertainment Scorehouse Greats, uh, next time we have a couple of episodes at hand, then, you know, we'll be glad to do so. I'm Paul Salt. I'm Paul Goodman. And remember, uh, the one quick good thing about brain twisters is William Fickner creepily shoving his face into a woman's neck at a, at a disco. Disclaimer, William Fickner is not associated with this motion picture. Oh.